Hi there, and welcome to Let's Slow Down, a podcast for all of you who feel tired and stressed from this overwhelming world. Here we'll have fun, inspiring conversations about living life on our own terms and explore ways to ease the pace of our modern world, because life really is good when you're relaxed enough to be present for it. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Stolting, and I welcome you to this space where I hope to inspire you to slow down, because life is too short to let it go by in a blur. So take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Let's Slow Down podcast. I am thrilled to have my good friend, Gina Roof, back again today. Gina is a nutrition and wellness health coach of Simply Balanced with Gina. She's a fitness instructor and a mom of three on a mission to empower you to take charge of your health through food, movement, and mindset so you can enjoy a life of balance, be a role model for your family, and feel and look your best both inside and out. Welcome back to the podcast, Gina. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are excited to talk to you again. This is now Gina's fourth appearance on Let's Slow Down, and it's always been incredibly well-received, so I know people will be excited to hear your voice today. And thank you. Being that it's the middle of January, I thought it would be an appropriate time to sort of have a check-in on setting realistic goals. I know people enter the new year with lofty goals and dreams, which is amazing. I think we should always dream big. But today we're going to focus on being realistic. And I know you don't like love to use the word resolution so much. So we're going to talk about focusing on intentions, which I love because I'm very much a supporter of intentional living. So yeah, what have you got for us today, Gina? Great. Well, thanks again for having me. Yeah, this is a topic near and dear to my heart because I was one of those people who for years set these crazy unrealistic goals and it really just kind of made me personally feel like a failure. So this is something that I share with my clients. I'm going to be sharing with a few different corporations and school districts just about setting realistic goals, knowing yourself and you know, realistic ways of meeting those goals so that you're not just always setting them and never <laughs> getting to the end point. But yeah, I mean, the word resolution, the only thing I feel like it evokes this belief that we have to become this new person, that who we are at the moment isn't good enough, right? And, you know, it's perfectly fine to want to strive for better. And like you said, set lofty goals, but we often overlook like all the things that we're already doing, the things that are suiting us well, our talents. And I think being a little bit more realistic with who we are and what our situation or our lifestyle is and giving ourselves a little bit of grace. So again, it's not that you shouldn't strive for things, but I just think you'll get there quicker if you're more realistic and nicer to yourself along the way. So I know, I know we are so hard on ourselves. And yeah. (laughs) And you know what I've noticed too is that a lot of times I think many of us, including myself, put way too much stock in, okay, well, when I get the whatever it is, when I get to that goal weight or when I get that promotion Mm -hmm. or when I'm making X number of dollars, like that's when I've made it. That's when I'll be happy. But we are not going to really get that feeling that we're after 
from anything outside. No. And, and I think that that's, that's the big thing that to sit with and to have grace with yourself and realize you already have it. It's just a matter sure. of, you know, taking a deeper look. Yeah. And enjoying the journey, because if it's something that's like not enjoyable to get to that end. So I think I like to like shift from intentions over resolutions. So I'll walk you through a framework later if we have time that I use with my clients and myself when we work towards their goals. But I have kind of like three main mindset shifts when it comes to resolutions and the new me. So, you know, just to help you find an easier, like a way to actually accomplish those goals. So I'll talk about those things. And it really is like a mindset shift. So there's three main focuses that I do. So number one is less is more, which you talk about a lot. And throughout, that yeah, seems to be a theme throughout your podcast. Number yeah. two, yeah adding in over restriction and number three, knowing yourself. So I, I'll just like kind of break down those things a little bit. So, you know, less is more like we've talked about with expectation when you have these overwhelming expectations. So me personally in the past, a very common resolution for me would have been like, I need to lose 10 pounds, work out six days a week, start a new diet and stick to it. And it was just like so overwhelming and unrealistic. And I had such high expectations because I was literally trying to change everything about my lifestyle, my routine and who I was. And that's just a recipe for failure because it's human nature. When, when we're extremely overwhelmed, that's overwhelming to the brain. And sometimes when our expectations are too great and we try to take on too much, we either, A, we burn out too quickly because it's just not sustainable. B, we feel like such a high level of stress and anxiety and then that affects our life in other ways and just becomes all-consuming. Or C, we're so overwhelmed that we just do nothing at all because you don't even know where to get started. Right. I, I have been in that boat so many times where it's yeah. like, I want to do so many things, but then you're just stuck because it is, it's completely yeah. overwhelming. It's like where to start. So I always think starting small is like the best. So I'll give like a personal example. Like I used to run a lot. I did it for all the wrong reasons. I actually enjoy running now. I don't have as much flexibility and walking definitely is more supportive for my body at this time. But anyway, I ran for a lot of the wrong reasons, mostly to burn enough calories so that I could eat whatever I wanted later or to work off the calories that I ate the day before. I did not have a great relationship with exercise. It was definitely more of a punishment over something that made me feel good. So I would tell myself I had to run like four to six miles for it to count. Anything less than that was like insufficient. I needed to be covered in sweat, feeling sore the next day. Otherwise, it wasn't intense enough. And like I dreaded it. I didn't want to run then. I didn't love running then. The thought of just like getting my running gear, running for that long, sweating, then having to shower, feeling sore, exhausted. Like sometimes it would stop me in my tracks. So now I have like a totally different approach. If I have an urge to run, first of all, <laughs> I don't plan how long I go for. So most often I'll like say to my husband, hey, Mike, I'm just going to take a quick loop around the block. Well, I do that and I'm like, oh, this feels good. I'm going to keep going a little further. And I'm like, oh, this still feels good. I'm going to go a little further. And before I know it, I'm like, wow, like that was a great run. And I don't feel well just physically, but like mentally as well, because I didn't stress myself out over it. So, you know, just start somewhere small. So if your big thing is you're going to take on this whole new workout routine and that's overwhelming to you, 
start by telling yourself you're going to take a 10 minute walk. And then once you're out on that walk, if you feel good, maybe jog a little or go a little further. If like eating healthier is your goal, that's super vague, right? What does that even mean? Like everyone's like, those are, I'm talking about like intentions that I hear, like a lot of my clients say they want to lose weight, they want to eat healthier, they want to exercise more. But like, what does that even look like? So start by maybe adding more color onto your, adding in an extra veggie here and there. You know, you can't say you're going to lose 30 pounds and every day wake up and say, I need to lose 30 pounds. So figure out a way to support your body in a way that losing that first pound or two feels good. And then it kind of snowballs. So sometimes less is more like whatever your goal. I'm not saying you can't have that as a long-term goal, but what is the first little bite size piece that I can, I can do. And, you know, you'll be surprised sometimes once, if you feel good, you're more inclined to want to keep going. Yes. Yes. And I love how you, what you said. I mean, I, I'm, a huge fan of that. That's what I try to do. That's the only way it really works for me these days is to take these small baby steps to get where I'm going. And I think also, I mean, you were talking about being really specific about the goals that definitely helps people achieve them much better because they know what they're really yeah. truly after. But I think also, and and you may be mentioning this, but the timeline that you give yourself, like, mm-hmm. you know, also how vague is it to say, okay, well, this year I'm going to do it. No. Well, what does that look like? I mean, breaking it down into smaller chunks to maybe, you know, six months, maybe the month, maybe just the day or week. I feel like all of those little steps really help those like micro habits really help build bigger ones, right? They really do. Those small intentional habits that you're doing every single day. Well, they're not habits yet, but those small little intentional things that you do every day become habits. Right. So, right. you know, I always say small habits over drastic changes. So the little things, like they really do add up. I think we overlook that so much. So, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So then I guess the next thing is the concept of adding in over restriction, because this is the time of year when we really do restrict a lot. And I love this concept of adding in. Um, a lot of resolutions, re- people like start these restrictive diet plans, um, whatever's off limits, what they're not going to be doing, and instead shifting your mindset to like, what can I add in? So for example, if you're telling yourself, I'm not going to eat sugar or carbs or dessert in the new year, right? First of all, that's yeah. like a lot. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like, oh my God, like, <laughs> telling your brain, like, I can't even enjoy my life. So focus on adding in plenty of nutrients adding in protein and fiber when you're eating sugar or carbohydrates, adding in some extra veggies throughout your day, adding in one extra glass of water, adding in 15 extra minutes of sleep, one 10-minute walk, a few moments of calm. So what can I add into my life? Lead with the positive. This will literally change your thought process, the way your brain operates, and you'll feel supported instead of discouraged. Your body will feel safe instead of threatened because when we try to take too much joy out of our lives, and yes, maybe like a sugar cookie is joy for you once in a while, our body senses that as a threat. So we want our body to be supported. And before you know it, the more things that you add in, you actually kind of start to weed out some of your less desirable habits without even realizing it. So always lead with adding in. And that's in, in a lot of aspects of life, I think, because we always think about what we can't do and the restriction and, and I think it backfires for sure. Yeah. I think that's an easier way to look at it, right? It's Mm -hmm. just, 
okay, yeah, all right, I can add in that salad. That's much right. easier than telling yourself the no. And and also someone was just telling me the other day, they've had a lot of health issues and she's talking about sugar and eliminating sugar. And she's like, well, you know, I've realized that that two minutes of like pleasure that you're getting and gratification that you're getting from that sugar cookie, it's setting me up to not feel well. And I'm, I'm feeling mm -hmm. tired and I'm feeling crummy the next day. And, you know, she's finally made those connections. So, right. Thinking that's just been in the back of my head since she said it, because it it is true in a lot of ways. And not that we should never indulge, but just if something really does make you feel bad, just kind of reminding yourself of that, what happens sure. after you you swallow that, that yeah. dessert. So yeah. Well, that segues really well into my last thing, which is knowing yourself. That was perfect. We didn't <laughs> even plan it. <laughs> you need to know yourself. Like if there's one goal I have for you all, like everyone out there listening for your health this year, it's to get to know your own body and also changing your mindset from the idea that you need to change your body or your lifestyle to learning to support your body and your lifestyle. So really understanding what's going on in your body, respecting your body, because with knowledge comes power. When you learn about your body, what it needs, why it needs it. And that's, I'm big on that. You know, from my course, everything I do, I educate on the why. Like, I really think there should be purpose behind your choices and peace behind your eating choices. But when you do that, when you focus on that, that's really powerful. No two bodies are made the same way. You need to know yourself. You need to be realistic with what works with your lifestyle, know your own limits, know what makes you feel good. And like you said, what doesn't make you feel good? And that's going to look different from person to person. And then like females who are hitting one of your hormonal milestones like pregnancy, postpartum, perimenopause, please understand like it's so important to understand what's going on physiologically with your body, with your hormones and how you can support your changing body now. And that may look different than it did 20 years ago. Like the things that you did 20 years ago might not be working. And that's normal because your body is always changing and evolving. It's meant to. There's no one size fits all approach to health. So it's really up to you to be intuitive and intentional and to advocate for yourself. Because even a doctor doesn't know what's going on in your body, in your lifestyle. You're the only one that really knows. So you do have to advocate for yourself just for, just as you would for your kids' health, you know? Yes. So yeah, I just and think we that- we forget that we do change. Like we are constantly we, changing. So like for you sure. said, something, something that might've really worked for you a year ago might not now. And yeah. just knowing yourself and taking the time to check in with yourself and yeah. notice it, right? Is so important. It's huge. For sure. Yeah. So that's kind of the background that I use, like with my clients, we always do. So there's a little framework I use. So it's really about how to be a little bit more intentional. What are your non-negotiable? All the things that you you love that you're not willing to part with. And you really think about things in your life that you need to maximize. So these are the things that you know help you to feel better and keep you healthy and to help you thrive. So things like sleep, getting enough nutrients, movement and walking, getting enough sunshine, hydration, like working on your stress, like the obvious things that we all know we need to do. Then, and maybe personal things that you know make you feel really good. The things we need to minimize. So what things are not serving you? that don't make you feel great. So personally, I'll just talk personally for me, like 
It's too much coffee or coffee on an empty stomach. It's too much screen time because I know that messes with my sleep. My, I get a headache. I get comparison. Like, why does everybody else like, you know, like there's so many things that come along with screen time. It's too many toxins, whether that's in my food or in my product, you know, and I try not to be crazy, but just being aware too much stimulation. I've been noticing that a lot more, you know, saying yes to everything. What things don't suit me, right? So what am I maximizing? What am I minimizing? You make a list of that. And then from that, like, how do I prioritize? So this is where your intentionality really starts coming in. So like using my examples that I just gave you, well, I know I'm going to start my morning with water. So I'm going to hydrate before I caffeinate. I have to do that. That's a non-negotiable for me. I'm going to get a little sunlight on my eyes before blue light. So I look out my window, I put my phone away. And that's really important for me and my hormones, because I already know, like, remember, I know my body. I know why that's important. I'm going to enjoy two cups of coffee. I know my limit and I'm going to be prepared to have something with my coffee. I'm going to consume sufficient protein at each meal. I walk to get my girls to and from school. I'm going to step away from my phone and stressful tasks. You know what I do? I've been replacing scrolling with my phone at night with reading a book. And that has been so supportive of my, my sleep. And remember, when you're well rested, you feel better. You're nicer. <laughs> Everything a oh little bit gosh, easier. Yes. The secret um, sauce, right? <laughs> yeah. So like these are very realistic, attainable, sustainable little habits that, you know, fit in my personal lifestyle. So I would challenge you, just make a quick list. What are the things you need to maximize? You know, and those are pretty general for everyone. Things that, so things that serve you really well. Minimize what things aren't serving you personally or things that you know, big things that you know. And then how do you plan to prioritize those things? Like what are the little things that you can do to make those things intentional and a priority? So if you're struggling with the new year, maybe you're feeling bad about yourself that I didn't have a resolution this year, like don't panic. Or maybe you started a resolution and already a few weeks in, Maybe take this approach and just, you know, look at, look at it through a different lens. Like not everything needs to change, but how can I be a little bit more intentional in my daily life and get those little habits to stick and help me reach my goals? So. So personal question. Mm -hmm. I've read a lot about goal setting and I know there's just a lot of different schools of thought behind this. There's a lot with vision boards and writing it mm -hmm. down and then, you know, reading them every day or checking in a couple of times a week. Or is there a way that you feel really sets people up for success? Like for example, writing them down or, or reading them regularly? Yeah. I think it's really personal. I, I say that because I think some people do really well with that daily reminder and that constant, you know, this is what I'm focused on. And I think other people that can become overwhelming. It's almost like tracking your food. It's like it becomes so much bigger, like it becomes consuming, all consuming. I'm a big fan of journaling. Like I love to do a little journal in the morning. And when I say journal, I'm not like writing a diary entry. It takes me about maybe two minutes. I jot down really little things that like made me smile. The other day, there was like a light snow flurry. It makes me focus on the little things. And then I also write down like a few intentions or affirmations. So, you know, like my intention 
might have been to to make sure that I I drank enough water, like you know something simple. Like it could be whatever your goal is. That's my approach, but people do really well with vision boards and having it there. You have to know yourself. If you have a vision board next to your bed and every single night, it's that reminder of all the things you have to do or aren't doing, and that stresses you out more than, you know, and I really, again, it comes down to knowing yourself. Like it's, this is why, like, you can read all the information, but there's, you have to find yourself somewhere within all the advice. You know, so that the best device is to just know what works for you. And that might look very different to the next person. And I think just, you know, having an idea of what, of what your goals are and what you're working towards, whatever that looks like for you, because really most of us don't like the majority of the population. And I can't remember the exact statistic right now, but it was with Princeton grads and they were, they were following the success of these graduating classes. And it was something like 4% or something actually had goals that they, whether they wrote them down or said them out loud, they they had specific goals that they were working mm-hmm. towards and the rest of them did not. And they said that out of that percentage, that was the bulk of the success of, of that whole graduating class fell in that tiny little percentage of the people who set intentional goals. So yeah. I think it's just an important subject to think about, especially as mm-hmm. we start, it's always a good time to do it as we start a new year. And then however, however you decide to go about them is, is yeah. very much personal, but just for sure. And of starting. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Awareness is the first step. So even if you're, if the only thing you do this year is to become aware of things that you need in your life or things that aren't like you know, so many of us, like you said, we're on autopilot. Like we're not even aware of if we eat something and it gives us a stomach ache. The fact that we're scrolling so late into the night and not getting sleep is affecting us. So just slow down once in a while and like take inventory of your body and the way you feel physically, (laughs) emotionally, and mentally. And if you're the type of person that needs a strict plan and, you know, and you keep trying, of those goals, that's great because that is a total, you know, our, we have different brains. That is a total group of people. But if you're someone that is like being too strict and regimented doesn't work for me, you, you, like you can figure out a way for yourself. Once you know yourself and what you need, which path works for you. And, you know, there's no right or wrong answer, but um, just being aware is, you know, and making, wanting to make the change. You, you, the goal should be that you want to feel better. Right. That should always be the goal with your health, at least, you know, that you, yeah. you lead with feeling better. So, yeah. Yeah. And just not overthinking it, you know, list, like you said, listening to yourself, mm-hmm. going with your gut, just slowing down enough to do those things. And yeah. a lot of those, a lot of those dots are, yeah, but they're a lot easier, easier to connect that way once we just yeah. take those couple minutes. And, and that's all it really does take. It's not like this takes tons and tons of time, which, Right. I think is a deterrent for people. They're like, oh, well, where do I start? Mm-hmm. No, just start with something really small. Just like you said, a few minutes, even if it's just that two minutes in the morning of jotting some things down and, and right, you'll see a lot of common threads, I would imagine, over the course of, of days and weeks. Yeah, definitely. Just being a little, just adding that little element of mindfulness into your day, like just being aware of anything. Because I'm like that too. Like when I, my day is rushed and things like that, I am on autopilot and I'm not, you know, taking into consideration anything like that. So 
it's a practice for me too. Like slowing down is not something that I'm good at. It's something that I work at because I know how important that is for every aspect of my health and my life and my relationships with other people too. And my yeah. kids. <laughs> yep, I know. So. I know. And connecting with, you know, ourselves is so important and kind of lead, yeah. leads to all of those other positive changes, right? Like if we're not connected yeah. with ourselves, then we can't figure any of those things out and it all stems yeah. from the, So, yeah. So, important. yeah. So that's my main goal for you. Connect, get to know yourself this year. That is your, yeah. that is your intention. <laughs> but honestly, you, it like, sounds so silly. One. <laughs> I can't tell you, like, you will not heal unless you learn about your own, like yourself. So it's just, that's such a huge piece of it. So great. It's, it's an important piece. And you always give us the best tips and, oh, you know, I just so. listening to you. Yeah. Listening to you kind of just lay all of this out. It just, it makes me feel like, okay, I can do this. This isn't mm-hmm. that hard because it can really feel very overwhelming. So thank you for yeah. making these tips. Oh, you're welcome manageable and doable for all of us regular people. You're amazing at that. And Gina offers a lot of ways to work with her. And, you know, I know you offer, you mentioned the corporate seminars and webinars Mm -hmm. and all these things that you do and courses, which I can personally vouch for your, one of your courses, excellent, highly recommend them. Your one-on-ones, you offer so many great recipes that even my kids like, and they're healthy and they're not hard. So (laughs) thank you for all of the things that you offer to the world. And what are your, you know, please let us know where we can all find you and what else you have coming down the pipe. Well, definitely check out my website. I am going to be doing a bit of rebranding in the new year. I still am working with one-on-one clients and groups but I'm shifting a lot and doing a lot more in person. Like you said, seminars, webinars, workshops for school districts and corporations, which has been really exciting. I actually never thought I would like speaking in front of people, but it's just been really great because I think people appreciate feeling like their workplace cares enough about them to care about their wellness. So that's been really great. My course is relaunching very soon. So if you follow me on Instagram at Simply Balance with Gina or go on my website or you can, you'll find the dates and things like that. Um, And then social media, if you're on Instagram and then you could become part of my newsletter and that's where I send a lot of my recipes and health tips and different ways to work with me. Great. Thank you. I'm sure a lot of people will be signing up for that. I get it every month and I love it. It's it's not one of these quickly delete, you know, I'm not getting a lot of email from Gina. You're getting stuff that's important and always yeah. is a fun read and, and it's my life better. Yeah. So. I only send like one per month because I, I, that's another thing that overwhelms me is that the constant daily emails. So I try to minimize my time in your inbox, but I try to bring value with whatever I send. Less is more. Or, yeah. Less. <laughs> Thank you for being here today, Gina. Yes, of course. Thanks for having me and thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and have been inspired to slow down and start living life at your own pace. As a brand new podcast, your listener voice matters. If Let's Slow Down is resonating with you, please take a minute to leave a review and rate us. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen and share it with friends. Remember, this is a process, so go easy on yourself. Be gentle and take all the space you need to thrive. 
because the world needs you to be at your best to love and serve others and yourself. 